What's going on, guys? Wait here at 120 on Toge. Today we are on the Toge Hour podcast, and today we are going to be talking about hybrid, hydrogen, and electric cars, which is good, which is bad, what we think about them, and what could be the fear factor with all these cars. Joining me today, we have Austin Simons, our local Miata man, Jayzilla Track Days instructor. We have Thomas Couch over there. He's just kind of creeping. Yeah. He's just sitting there. <laughs> As always. He's, he's awful quiet. He's always. awful quiet. Always. Always. Have Doug, the alignment guy, Eurospec LLC. Go check him out. And then we have our local killboy photographer. We have Dylan Shelburne over there. He's just hanging out. He's taking a sip of Celsius. Celsius. <laughs> Please sponsor us. <laughs> Please sponsor us. We need a sponsor. Come on, Pepsi. I just tried your new stuff. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and just dive straight into this with electric cars, okay? Because a lot of people are wanting the push for electric cars, okay? They want everything to be pretty much thrown away. It's like no gasoline cars, no diesel cars. Like it's got to be electric or it's nothing. And we live in a time and we live in an era to where, like what happened in Texas, you can't support that just yet. It just it sounds like, to me, you're just going to dive into an electrical fire that you can't put out. <laughs> Which brings us to a good point. <laughs> right. So, you know, we went to Charlotte Roble. Me and Doug were talking to this prior. When we went, remember what happened. They could not fight electrical fires. Yep. So we ended up getting some garages. We got, we got some three, Teslas. We got, that. Yeah, we got garage space because there was like three Teslas that entered the event and didn't even get to race on their tractor. They got refunded for their money and everything like that because Charlotte literally told them like, yeah, we don't do electric cars. Sorry. Because of the risk involved. Yeah, and they don't have the proper equipment to put the fire out. And a lot of the tracks that you know we go to or that are in the United States don't have the proper equipment to fight the electrical fires for the electric vehicles. Mm-hmm. You would think that Charlotte being a NASCAR sanctioned track would have some necessity to fight that. But, but, but I, then you look at AMP, Tesla destination. Yeah. So do they have <laughs> stuff to actually fight the fire? Yeah. They like bring it on, come on, yeah, we'll no. bury it in a ditch if it catches <laughs> on fire. No, no, they. I, I can attest to AMP actually having the equipment to put out battery okay. fires. That's good. Bust yeah. out the baking soda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but it's interesting. I think the reason that they got denied at Charlotte, like you said, Charlotte being such a recognized track, is like even though they have the credibility it's not necessary for them to change it because they don't do any sanctioned events that involve it so and yeah that's, so that's they, a good point they, they have the credibility and the sanctions to be able to have the equipment but the necessity, it, it, they like. don't have that exactly they don't have the necessity to be able to actually for them to actually go like yeah this is a good idea to get this equipment yeah, your ROI on the equipment, your return on investment of that equipment, it has to be, we're going to spend $3.5 million on all these, you know, different types of equipment, all these services that are going to be able to manage the this training issue. training that it requires. Yeah, everything involved, training the whole getting staff. A, getting your certifications. Everything, and it's like, okay, where is that ROI going to come from? Like, Formula E's not coming here. We're not going to be having these, like, electric-only track days. Mm-hmm. That's going to pay for all this, because it would take years of ROI huh. to pay back for It's that. not a... It's not tangible for them at a finance stand. This just goes back to the problem with EVs at this current state anyway, which is infrastructure. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, is it profitable to do it, and is it going to be a 
is going to last long enough to be profitable. Cracker Barrel thinks it's profitable. I don't keep buying it. <laughs> 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 chargers? Buy every yeah, Cracker Barrel. Dude, every <laughs> That's the only place you can play checkers on a straw board. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come, come get your country fried steak, play checkers, and charge your EV for an hour and a half. Oh, an hour and a half. They must be able to put out like four fires hours. at Cracker Barrel. 100%. Grease fires. Grease fires, <laughs> yeah, man. So, go ahead. I'm oh, sorry. Uh, with, with, like, the Charlotte Roble, okay? It's a NASCAR track. NASCAR hasn't gone electric yet. They haven't even, like, they've kind of talked about doing, like, a hybrid car. Or they, have they sort. really, like, talked, talked about they, it? They haven't had enough technology yet, and the billions of dollars it would have taken. It would take, yeah. It's always ROI. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, and just think with NASCAR, like they literally just swapped over this year to an independent rear suspension, like this past race season. Yeah, and center twenty (laughs) two. But uh, going off to what you were talking about, Austin, about the infrastructure. So one of the things that really shocked me was when Matt Fair was on his podcast. He he's had his Mach E for a while, and he has like direct access via black box. To Ford Engineering directly, like Ford Engineering recognized. Interesting. That's his, cool. Yeah. So Ford Engineering and Ford recognized his social media presence, and they said, "Okay, we're going to have this this one person dedicated, this engineer dedicated to where if you have a problem, you report it OTA like over the air directly to him. He'll solve it, get you a solution immediately, or at least get you to a Ford dealership and have something handled." Well, he got stranded at a Charger out in I think it was like California somewhere or whatever. Um, and he couldn't charge his vehicle while he was like trying to get to a press launch for another car. Oh no. And and he couldn't charge it. And so he thought it was an issue with his car, but it turns out it was an issue with the charging station. And not only could he not get the engineer to respond in a sufficient time to find out if it was his car that was the issue. You also had the issue of, okay, the charger's broken. Who the, who's going to fix that? (laughs) Who's going to fix that issue? It's like if every charging station broke at the same time. Right. If every single charge, if one charger at a charging station of ten all around the country broke at the same time, could they all be repaired in a sufficient manner? Or are you stuck there for you know six, seven, eight hours until something happens? You know, I didn't even think about that because you could be traveling and be like, "Man, my battery's going to die here soon." I have to rely on this charging station. Here's these three chargers. Two people are here right now. They just started, and it's going to take them an hour and a half. And this charger's down. And uh, what is it like? Electrify USA, I think, is one of the bigger ones, and they have awful reviews because they can't repair <laughs> their chargers. And so you have a a, a ten charger station go down to five, and the amount of people that own EVs in that area guarantee it's at least twenty plus, especially in areas California, like California. Lose more mind. Well, like in San Diego and Dallas, Texas, and these big metropolitan areas, you have. Probably one in every, I would say, thousand people on an EV. Mm-hmm. I have a five hundred thousand person metropolitan area. So they have five thousand people with EVs. Don't check my math. I'm not. <laughs> I'm six. So I'm not good with math. But say you have five thousand people in a metropolitan area, all trying to charge their EVs. Say even ten percent of them are trying to charge their EVs at the same time. Five hundred people, and all, all of a sudden you don't have the infrastructure for the charging station. What are they supposed to do? It's not a plug-in hybrid, which we'll get to later. To where they can just pop it in a wall outlet. You just don't have the infrastructure. That it's it would be the same thing as if you had everybody with a gas car and not enough gas stations. Well, yeah. What I was going to bring up real quick is that basically, <laughs> uh, basically, <laughs> EV cars. If everybody went to an EV car, like an electric car at all. Oh yeah, you don't have the support in like right now. No, like no. If every if we all said, hey, let's just go to electric cars, okay. 
is the infrastructure going to hold it? Okay, so can the power grid hold it? Well, obviously, obviously, not. obviously California in California can't. can't. And it's not just California. I know, but no, I mean, no, no state at this point could right. that I know of. Yeah. I mean, we live in East Tennessee, and we have four you know, water dams that are powering this whole area. Yeah. Can yeah. Oak Ridge make do? Just no. a little portion. I don't even think, don't even think Oak Ridge could. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so that's what we're getting at here is it's a it's a lack of infrastructure. It's a lack of, I mean, basically, yeah, infrastructure on multiple different points of where are you going to charge it? Can the power grid hold it? You know, are if, they frequent enough? If tomorrow, say all five of us win the lottery, you get a Rivian, you get a Tesla, you get a Rivian, you Lucid. get a Lucid, and I get a Tesla, <laughs> and a couple of us need to take our Teslas to get brakes worked on, where are we going to go? To the one Tesla dealership that's shoved in the corner of the Jiffy mall? Loop. Yeah. <laughs> but like, where are we going to get our brakes worked on? Where are we going to get everything else worked on? Can we, we, we can, but you getting parts is also going to be an issue. There's infrastructure mm-hmm. issues everywhere. Like, I get it. It takes a while. It's just like cell phones, like back when they first got introduced. They were bulky. It was hard to get parts. You didn't really have the support. And over 30 plus years, they're just now getting to the point to where they're extremely efficient through and, failed models. And that can... I mean, that can be fixed. Infrastructure things can eventually be fixed. It takes time. It takes time and money. Mm-hmm. That being said, are electric cars going to be efficient enough to last long enough to make it worth it? And I think no. And I absolutely think it's just not. I mean, It's not because you have to remember that a lot of these electric cars, they're using lithium-ion batteries. How much CO2 pollution are they emitting into the atmosphere and the ozone just to mine for a strip mine of lithium? And also there's the whole, like, getting rid of the batteries. Get, yeah. Giving the batteries change, you yeah. still got to mine for well, those. Yeah. So something actually that, that nobody really talks about, but it's actually happening. Um, Bo- uh, Bonneville, salt flats. Yeah. Okay. okay. Did you know that that's actually one of the biggest lithium mines? On the Bonneville Salt Flats. And Bonneville Salt Flats used to be this. Now it's this. Mm-hmm. And I think it's not much longer. They're actually not going to be able to run Salt Flats anymore to hit top speed runs anymore. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. I, I actually I found this out through uh, listening to other automotive podcasts. Um, and to me, that's that's just another little stab at taking away motorsport. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, not a lot of people run top speed runs. You know, they don't figure out how fast their Camry can match. It's not it's not like the sixties and the fifties where everybody's out there trying to figure trying to hit, you know, 160, 200 miles per hour. Yeah, now it's three hundred miles per hour. Yeah, no. Yeah, can we can we hit one thousand miles an hour in this yeah yeah, in this you know two chassis sheet metal. (laughs) As as much as we want to trash talk EVs, because I bet you we could sit here for an hour and a half and do that, what in y'all's opinion makes them worth it? Makes them worth like we all mentioned earlier, the ROI, what makes it so y'all can convince either me or the listeners to say, you know what, this is where I want to spend $65,000, $85,000, $110,000. I want to go spend this on a Rivian instead of a Land Rover Defender, or I want to spend this on a Lucid Sapphire instead of getting like an R8. So my key point on my why I would ever vouch for EVs is inner cities are very good for that. They keep down on pollution. They keep down on noise, which their cities are always loud and polluted. So, like, it keeps down on those things, which is great. So, if you live in an inner city such as downtown Atlanta or Los Angeles, Los Angeles know, a big, like a like, very big metropolitan area. Yeah. yeah, like somewhere where, like, you know, 
it's you don't really want to walk because it's raining or something like that, but yeah. your daily commute is only like, you know, 10 or 15 city blocks. Not that big of a deal. I would say anywhere where it's a, a round trip sub 50 miles. Yeah, or yeah. I would, I don't, 50 miles, eh, maybe a little less, but yeah. Yeah, but, but I mean, even with in the that, AV, in, in that red park range, for sure. Yeah, now granted, you do have to be careful in certain metropolitan areas with temperature. Yeah. Yes. Not to go back to the cons, but like, you know, EVs are heavily affected yeah. by temperature. But yeah, if you're in an area like Atlanta or Los Angeles or Dallas, Texas, London, or, you know. Or yeah, places like that, like, it's extremely beneficial. Yeah, and it, I think they are really good for that. And so I don't not, I think, I don't want EVs to go away. Like, don't get me wrong. I mean, I can sit here and trash talk them all day long, but. It doesn't mean I want them to be just gone away because, you know, whole hardcore gasoline good. Yeah. You know, my burn dinosaurs. Gasoline, make monkey brain. Yeah. Produce yeah. happy Burn chemicals. dinosaurs. Yeah. Go go yeah. fast. Yeah. Okay. And EVs have their place, but I don't think their place is overrunning all other forms of combustion. And also, time, just like the cell phone versus the landline. It's mm-hmm. the one that took... 30, 40 years? I was actually I, watching... I still meet people with landlines. But, but that's the thing is, <laughs> is in 40 years, you're still going to have people with ICD cars, mm-hmm. but as time goes on and technology changes and develops, you're going to have trickle down from Formula E all the way down into all these, you know... Absolutely. And all these smaller companies that this trickle down effect will, will hit, all these smaller companies, if they can stay consistent, will become obviously bigger, have more access to more information, more testing data... And so they'll be able to grow and hopefully succeed. Like Lucid is on fire right now for a lot of different issues. And if they can manage to fix that, then they can eventually change their whole stride and become more efficient. Make the plaid look like a bitch. That's what they did. Uh, <laughs> well, aside from, aside from speed, speed. Well, well, no, aside from the panel caps on the loose, oh, well, ridiculous, yeah. dude. Oh, do we need to bring Teslas oh, in, in on yeah, that Yeah, Tesla's as well? not much better. But that's um, but the, but this is the, a perfect support of what we're kind of getting at is. I think EVs are so early in development because if you're thinking about it, they haven't really been around for more than 10 years on a consistent production basis. You can go into development models and all this other stuff. You know, when you say they haven't been around for more than 10 years, hybrids and plug-in hybrids have not been available for any longer than 10 years. The Prius, well, actually, the Prius hybrid has been out since 2007. But you did not have a full, complete EV until probably around 2015, maybe, maybe a little earlier, maybe a little later. Uh, the Insight was actually the first one that ever come out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh dude, that car's great, brother. Yes, sir. <laughs> and you can get a uh, you can get an Insight and manual. Yep. Oh, there's so and you can have the wheel covers, dude. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I know so many people with case swap insights. And the best so part bad. about them is and, you can case swap them. Dude, if anybody <laughs> in this world has a case swap Honda inside, I will gladly be single and you can get take it my best girl. Oh god. <laughs> Profe- a- Professional awesome always says best race car is going to be a Honda inside because it's the least amount of drag. It is. I'm glad you brought that up because talking about the race cars aspect, because we you know we hit infrastructure with electric cars. I mean, everyone, just right before we get to performance, everyone is going to need a truck, okay? Like, a truck basis, a truck standard is going to have to be there. Whether it's a pickup truck, a light-duty truck to go get a dryer, a semi-truck, a truck has to be there. Give me a hog from Halo. <laughs> Hashtag yes, Merc. we can do that, too. <laughs> well, but performance that's, that's aspect, more like a Puma. <laughs> cool thing about electric cars you is aerodynamics. Obviously, you don't have to have as much cooling vents coming up in the front. Big, mouthy BMW grills. 
to suck in all that beautiful air. Teeth grills. Oh, speaking of the Honda Insight, the new Mercedes, I think it's the EQS, has like the lowest drag coefficient of any car ever made. Sounds gross. <laughs> oh, no. Have you seen them? They no. they look like the. Uh, Can we put a picture on the screen? Let's put a picture on the screen. The, the Porsche paint to sample models. It looks like one of those. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, they're like extremely. Uh, what do you say? The I think it's the EQS or the EQA. Whatever. There's some Mercedes EQ something that's like super aerodynamic. But that that helps with range as long as you don't go more than SUV. Uh, no, it's a sedan. As long as you don't go more than like 80 miles an hour on a consistent basis. I didn't dive into it too much, but Randy Popes, when he ran the Tesla, that he ended up crashing mm-hmm. at Pikes Peak. Oh, yeah. 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 Was, there a, like, was there like an official practice time that that car set? I, I think there was, but I don't know what yeah. it was. I do, I do remember Randy Popes talking about how fast it was and how capable that car was. Very capable. I, he, I, he ranted and raved about it. He actually just went and bought one himself. He went I, and bought 657.2. That's moving. That is. Yeah. A sub seven minute? Yeah, that's that moving. That is fucking. That is. Absolutely <laughs> <crazy. Got him. laughs> put that LFA sound over my LFA sound over <laughs> No, put an EV sound. <laughs> <laughs> the Porsche, the Porsche one, yeah, the one the Porsche used. <laughs> yeah. My only thing about when it comes to motorsport is uh, think about it from perspectives or a, 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 a audience audience perspective. It's like when I watch NASCAR or when I watch uh, Formula One or I, you know, or you go to an actual event and watch racing. I like to hear that stuff too, you know, and you like to get that smell, of that race feel, or, or E85 or something like that. I, I don't want to hear George Jetson do a buck sixty to the back stretch of you know run yeah, Atlanta. The, the, yeah, I, I can't do the sound. Whatever Jetson noise do it, is, you know? I can't, yeah, I just I don't know. That doesn't sound appealing to me. Like when I when I it want sounds like you're blowing bubbles. Or yeah, like I want the whole experience. You know, quick shout out to Napoleon Motorsports uh, back in 2019, and Forrest and I saw this at Formula Drift. Uh, they had their EV swapped Camaro. It was their EL1. But, um, dude, watching that thing compete was so awkward. You should put a clip in. It is so awkward. It's so quiet. <laughs> it dude, really everyone's is. Like, everyone's <laughs> just, like, sitting there, and it's literally like crickets. And all you hear is just tire squeal. And yeah. it's, speaking of the performance aspect, dude, it's weird. Yes, very Because you're expecting more, and you're like, this thing isn't doing what it should do. And it just it sounds weird. I mean, that's, when you're, when you're watching Formula the Drift, and you're hearing, like you know, an RB with 1,200 horsepower, <laughs> Banging, you know, yeah, just banging, or or like a Von Gittens, you know, V8 Mustang, just banging rev limiter, or a rotary uh, 20B with a thousand horsepower. You just you get those sound that you literally get goosebumps on your you know on yourself. You're like, this is so cool. Also, props uh, to EVs. They will require obviously less engine and battery maintenance than an ICE engine. That was one of my pros for the EVs. It's like yeah. you don't have to worry about your oil changes. You know, you gotta as often. Granted, over about a ten year span, you're gonna end up paying a about the cost of an engine for a battery. Um, yeah. I, obviously, as technology grows, it's going to be different. But the weight distribution is really cool. If because you have right all spot. the weight if you from the right center. Yeah, correct. Yeah. That, I mean, the battery life of EVs is worth, you know, it makes the cars almost worthless. I mean, look at Priuses. I mean, you could buy used Priuses that need a battery mm-hmm. for two grand. Yeah. But the battery is nine. Yeah. But the yeah. battery is nine. That's also hybrid, though. That's but a little you, different. But I mean, but you get my point. Though. Oh yeah, yeah. But and that's what the I'm batteries saying. are very, very expensive, and they're and they're not even just expensive on like just consumer base. It's 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 expensive for people to make. Are oh, they yeah. are they dead dead when those batteries die? 
like oh yeah because okay. oh, yeah. the inside's not yeah, inside would go and inside you can take the battery like or yeah. you can like detach the yeah. HV whatever yep. system but you can yeah. run faster than them when you detach them yep. yes <laughs> yes <laughs> there are people that run faster than Honda Insights when you uh, take out the <laughs> <laughs> calling out all Honda Insight owners if you have a Honda Insight I will 100% foot race it yeah if, any, if anyone out there has a Honda Insight I will foot race your yep. Honda Insight Honda Insight Honda Fit which one's gonna win Ooh, okay. Okay. Win, win what a drag race yeah with oh, it. the fit. I'll yeah. play. The fit will win. <laughs> yeah. One for the fit. <laughs> Which one would I rather have? The inside. Ooh. First generation manual. Oh, yeah, I would too. Ooh, actually, I don't know. Actually, you know what? I'd rather have a both of them. CRZ. We're getting sidetracked. Is your CRZ rigid? <laughs> sure. CRZ, CRZs are too pointy, though. Uh, yeah. I like roundy. Rounded cars. I like I'd rather Miata, man. All of them. So, so <laughs> in your time of... When you were without your beautiful GR86, and they gave you a rental car. Oh my god, I love that thing. Yes. Dude, a Corolla Hybrid. Oh, that was super enjoyable. Was it a hybrid? Yeah, it was yeah, a Corolla was. Hybrid. Yeah. So me driving up on the Dragon, it got like 48 miles per gallon. And that was like me driving around town, and then going up on the Dragon three days out of the week. And overheating the battery all three of those times. No, I didn't overheat the battery. Yes, you did. No. Yeah. No, there's a certain point to where when you go above a certain amount of throttle input, it cuts the battery. And so, like, that, that's when I'm going to switch to the gas mode. And obviously, the Corolla Hybrid isn't meant to be beat on no, the way guys <laughs> Everything I, is. I specifically remember you saying after, I forget who, who, I, who was with me, but me and somebody else pulled in the Overlook. It was at night. Mm-hmm. You were leaving from the store. Yeah. And you pulled in the Overlook, and you said, I overheated the battery. Come yeah. Out. Come out. Allegedly for... Insurance reasons. I was about to say. <laughs> yeah, Allegedly. That's all I hear saying. Now, now you get why I was going with. Like, no, I didn't. If you want to find out what Couch said, subscribe to the Patreon. <laughs> subscribe to the Patreon. Sign up for our Patreon. Patreon. <laughs> well, but no, I, I will say the Corolla Hybrid, what made it great was like obviously the cost to fill it up. It was quiet when it needed to be, and it was extremely fuel efficient, and honestly, it was genuinely fun. And it had a ton of space, even for a little Corolla. And I honestly looked at buying one for a daily, and they're not super expensive. Obviously, any hybrid car compared to its gas to, compared to its gas variant is going to be a little bit more expensive because you're paying for the development costs and everything mm-hmm. else, the R and D that goes into the car. But I loved that hybrid, like Camry hybrid, Corolla hybrid, Prius. Like, dude, they're not bad. Plus, props to the new Prius for looking decent. It does look good, dude. The amount of it looks good. Seen yeah. Yeah. It's first time in like what? Ever, ever. Yeah, ever. it's the first time a Prius has ever looked ever. good. I will say this. Your opinion might be slightly skewed because when you get used to driving sports cars and you get used to being really uncomfortable and not having a lot of space to put your groceries and all this stuff, and all of a sudden you have a car that gets good fuel mileage, has tons of space, it's super quiet, quiet on the road, and all of a sudden you have all this, it's like, it's kind of nice. But I, but so I, it could be any car. Any I've owned, car. Is- I've owned 27 <laughs> cars, so I feel like I have a good gauge. Of- <laughs> How many of them have been sports cars with little space? Oh. 19 of them. <laughs> <laughs> but but even the other eight that I've driven here and there, I I will say what makes a hybrid good is its ability to be an all-around car. And I, I'm honestly feeling like this was a good segue from EVs to hybrids. For a lot of people, what makes performance hybrids so good is what the Corolla hybrid lacked in a performance aspect. Because in like the LaFerrari, the 918, the NSX, the E-Ray, the P1. I mean, those are obviously the, the upper echelon of hybrid cars, but 
it makes it so, okay, this car can do X, Y, Z, it performs extremely well, and it's not as destructive as an ICE car. Yeah. And you still have all the benefits of an ICE car combined with an EV. You get. I, I feel like in a hybrid car, I will go to bat for hybrids. I'm not as super on Team EV, but dude, I'll go to bat for hybrids all day. Just That's because, cool. I mean, in my opinion, you get the best of both worlds, aside from the weight and cost. But, like, the performance, the enjoyment, everything else... So, I do have two things. So, little tidbit, little fun facts. One, you have you have to be specially trained to work on hybrids and mm-hmm. electric cars. Oh, yeah. And they have little orange connectors, and they can shock the shit out of you. Speaking <laughs> from experience, they can, actually, they can actually kill you. Yes, they can kill you, because you can't let go of them once you get electrocuted. And now we know why Austin wasn't here last week. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, another fun tidbit. BMW, the i... i8? The i3s. Oh, that thing's wicked. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, no. They have a 155 wide tire. I yeah. found out today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I will never forget seeing that I at found... a, uh, what, what's it, uh, skid pad. The skid pad at Road Atlanta. Mm-hmm. When Sonny was drifting us around, I was like, that's not supposed to do that. <laughs> and then you look at, you know, you're like, oh, most Harleys have wider tires than this car does. Yeah. <laughs> Truth. So, yeah. Oh, and also the, uh, the Ferrari, the SVF90. That was the first, like, hybrid supercar that I ever hauled from a hauling company, and I couldn't just, like, drive it into the trailer, because it had a dead battery, and I couldn't, and I couldn't winch it, because it would, like, destroy the whole drivetrain. Yeah, so like I had to, not like that. Right, so I had to uh, put it on the little, like, jack wheel dolly things, mm-hmm. and, like, put it on four of those, and then put it into the trailer. And that, your stress levels during that were about, what, what out of ten? Honestly, no, that was better than having to fucking drive it in, because that would have terrified me. <laughs> But, but uh, yeah, that I, is a downside of electric and hybrids. Is yeah. the electric motors do not like being flat towed at all, no. and so if you but, go break down and you have to put on a tow truck, it's kind of a pain. So like uh, uh, something about EVs in that is a lot of people. So like on Teslas, I've seen where like the big like display screens, like your infotainment screens that are in every like other normal car, mm-hmm. that on the Teslas, that's where pretty much everything in the car is controlled from. Yeah, you have to actually put it in jack mode if it's, if it's air suspension. Yes. And have you yes. actually seen where the screen dies? But no, if the, the screen, screen dies, yeah. everybody's... Yeah, I've seen people say, mm-hmm. you can't put the car into gear. You can't. You can't. They literally have another selector that is not the digital selector. It's literally a manual selector. Do you guys it's remember just the, a push... It's a touch sensor. Do you guys remember the BlackBerry phone that you would flip sideways for the keyboard? Yeah. Everyone yes. thought that yes. was the cool thing? That's going to be Tesla's in like 20 years. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, I, I, I think right now we're in this prototype period for a lot of these EV companies. I hate to go back to EVs because we're talking about hybrids. Definitely. But uh, I do want to say props to the Rivian R1T for having a pass-through underneath it. That is so cool. Do you know if you open, there's like little doors... If you're looking at the side of a of an R1T, and it's like right in front of the bed, kind of at the bottom of what would be. A oh yeah, it's got door. the little doors for the. Yeah, Dude, yeah, you can go all the way through it. Yeah, can we, play we check that, that out on Cars and Coffee. That's yeah. very neat. Yeah, yeah like, I just want to get props to that. Uh, Plus, I'll make for a good. Reason. So, whenever uh, one of my work, uh, I've aligned plenty of Teslas, and when I have to do an alignment on a Tesla, um, to put the car into neutral because you have to hand roll the car forward in order to comp- do your rolling competition. It says in on the screen how to do it and everything like that. You have to put the seatbelt on, not over top of yourself. Put the seatbelt on, hold the brake, start the car. It's in park. Select it to neutral while you're still holding the brake while the seatbelt is still plugged up behind you. Take a pocket screwdriver. It literally says this on the, on the screen and right manually close. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> manually close the door. You actually have to flip the latch. 
to initiate the door is closed. If you do not, the moment you let go of the brake, it will automatically throw it in park it for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see Blackberry sideways phone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 100%. So it will automatically do it for you because of the fact it, it thinks that, oh, we don't want the car to roll away. But, I mean, obviously I know what I'm doing. So it's like you have to hold the brake. You literally have to listen for it to go click. And the door is initiated closed, and it will show on the big iPad in the middle that it's closed. Then you can actually leave it neutral, get out of the car, and roll it while the car is still running. So to cap off EVs, because I feel like we can, we've said a, a good bit about no. them. If you guys could own an EV, if the car was given to you for free, but you had to pay insurance, maintenance, everything else in the car, but if it was given to you for free and you had your pick, would you own one and what would it be? <sighs> would you? Is, is the first question. No. Really? No, the Miata inside of them is like, no. <laughs> what about you? Yes, an Arivian. Arivian R1S, R1T? The, the T. And okay. the reason being is because everything I would use a small truck like that for, mm-hmm. just run around town, grab the occasional dryer, lo- load of wood, or whatever, but I wouldn't really take it out of town, and so I think it'd be perfect for nope. that. There's a guy use that, Daddy's Diesel, baby. There's a guy that lives in Maryville that has one and takes it up onto the Dragon. I swear he gets EV press vehicles. His license plate says Gigum. G-I-G space E-M. And he's like always, exactly like an electric car. No, no. He's always in a different one, but the one car or the one vehicle I've seen it on a lot is his Rivian R1T. Two treads on it. <laughs> like, has drifted past me before. Oh has God. had cars pull off for him that are way faster than him. Jayzilla had one uh, at a private day. Oh, that's And nice. so you're like, there's pictures of a Rivian and a uh, Ram I think TRX, the, the TRX yeah. literally battling it out on the front T-Rex. straight of bar yes. work. Yeah. <laughs> I remember seeing pictures about that. I like the Rivian. I really do. Um, but I like the new Ford Lightning. Oh, dude, the F-150 yeah. Lightning. The thing uh, Matt Farah cooked, I talk about him a lot because I listen to that podcast. He made bacon, egg, and cheeses on the base at the starting line of Pikes Peak with that. That is cool. And um, <laughs> Tracy, who we were talking about earlier, works for Haggerty, one of my friends that works for Haggerty. She got to review one. And she's like, dude, it's one of the best trucks I've ever driven. When we were at Road Atlanta, just a quick story, one came in. And it was pulling a Miata. I thought that was pretty neat. Like, it was yeah. towing an enclosed trailer yeah. with a car in it. But doesn't the range on it not that good? No, it's like, it's like 200-ish. Oh, I'm I double because I don't want to be an idiot. I <laughs> oh, also, uh, back to EV's torque is crazy. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. instant yeah. torque. Yeah. Uh, if, if I was to choose an EV, um, I would... <laughs> so you would get an EV? Hold on, hold on, hold on. If you said if someone would hand me one. But you have to pay for everything Shut else. up. <laughs> um, 230. I would, I would hold... I would get a Lucid... I would take all of my friends to do launches in it, and then I would go trade it in and get something else that was... If you can't trade yes. it in. Then no. Okay, fair um, enough. I like, I like not EV cars. I, I don't know why. It's just I've driven so many at work. Uh, just trying them out, seeing what I like about we, them and whatnot. We really have. We, when, we, yeah. when I think about it, we've me and Doug have drove just we even when we worked at Firestone. Model threes, Ys, Ys, Ss, Ss, Xs. Yep. All of the all the Teslas. All I've the never Teslas. obviously never driven a Lucid. They're all kind of new. Never driven yeah. a Rivian yet. Um, but I just, I mean, yes, it is cool when you got a dual motor and you slam your foot to the pedal and it just whoa, this yeah. is weird. But like oh, everyone like talks about this with EVs. When is the party trick over? Eventually, it gets boring. Yeah, yes. right. It's like okay, we That's, get it. You can go fast. Yes. Anything over eighty miles an hour, actually, it finds out. Well, <laughs> I was listening to Jason Camisa on a podcast once, and he's like, "Dude, I don't care 
how fast your microwave can cook a burger or how fast your grill can cook a burger. Eventually, I just want my burger done and I want it to be good. Mm-hmm. Fast doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's pretty fair for I'm about to say, if I want it fast, I go to McDonald's. But right. if I want quality, I'm going somewhere else. Yeah, right. Chili's. <laughs> I love what it shows. So for me, focus ST. Focus. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> what, what if, if, especially if it had to be my only car, if someone handed me one for free and I had to pay for everything else, I would trust Porsche. Without a doubt. Oh, I completely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. 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 Not only, not only the Taycan, the Taycan, uh, what is it, the Sport Cross Turismo, whatever, the wagon, that's like crazy fast. What? Trading in my Rivian for the Porsche. (laughs) So so you have have a high-performing EV that's a wagon that is extremely comfortable. I think it's based off the Panamera, Mm -hmm. or it's not too far off of it. That I mean, if if you're going to trust anybody to where you can beat the hell out of a car all day, you can live with it constantly. Those P cars, man. Dude, 100%. I would would trade in everything I own and have owned to get a a Taycan Turbo S Cross Turismo, whatever whatever that long... Scrabble name is. Describe. You should put a picture of it. Those cars. Are- Here it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unpopular opinion. I think Taycans are ugly. Um, number two, I did a air strut on a Panamera GTS today, and that is a $1,500 air strut. Huh? For one. Hey, hey, hey. One. It's a P car thing. It's okay. Well, you just give me over that. You are sure. <laughs> he literally says if you had to own and maintain it. That's a Dude, I'll pay for that. That's fine. No, it's that is cool. That's okay. I'll, I'll find a way to maintain it. I, I'll get a GT3S before I get that. I'll get a second, I'll get a second more. He's going to okay. sell feet picks. <laughs> I, would, I would sell feet picks for GT3S. I wouldn't, I wouldn't for that. I will sell my left nut. It'd be all right. But again, if somebody oh. handed me an EV, I'm trading it. Fair enough. I will take my cross turismo. I also like how uh, the amount of people that get mad that the Taycan Turbo S is the highest trend EV. And they put turbo on it. Yeah, and, and yeah. I do want to. Ta- I do want to make one mild I feel side. Like they put turbo on it just to give them that little bit of spite. Hundred percent. It's the eighties again. No, <laughs> one little side tangent. After this, we're done with these. Yep. Taycan. It's like, yeah, great. You have this, mm-hmm. and then you could do a hundred and thirty thousand dollars worth of options onto the car. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's almost any Porsche ever. It is. Yeah. It's like, like if you get a base Cayman. I think they started probably like 69, 79, whatever. I bet you can option it all the way up to 150. Oh, easy. Yeah, 100%. But the the Panameras and the Taycans were both that way, where like the base model wasn't that bad. Yeah. But you never see a base model. Everyone went through and optioned out everything to like having their names engraved on the cars and having what color lighting they want to shine out of their door and what. What weird interior that color what they can have? What do you want? Oh, do, do you I want, want plaid seats, plaid seat belts, plaid. You, just, just put hold, the car in plaid. Let, let me, let me send in a paint sample off my couch because that's what color I want my interior seats. Because that's something they will do. <laughs> Taycan Turbo zero to sixty in three seconds. So we we're just talking about the fast thing, but to do that in wagon, I'm fine. With that. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Three, how much? Three. Flat. It's faster than Better than your SRT force. Five point three, baby. <laughs> it's faster than my Miata. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. But so to cap off EVs, it's interesting the amount of us that wouldn't own one and would. But yeah, if I were to get an EV, P car all day. P car. Yeah, that's fair. So let's like move it. to the bomb of the talk show. Nagasaki? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'd have to bleep that one out with a hydrogen sound. If you want to know what he said, <laughs> go to the Patreon. So. Hydrogen cars. 
I'd rather take a hydrogen car than a frequency. That was not too. If the mic picked that up, some trombone 350s each is what I'm glad as he went to introduce hydrogen. Wow. I'm, glad, I'm glad he could oh. present us with that. that was, uh, thank you. Oh my gosh, the timing. He was the 350s is a paid actor. A paid actor. If you are a said owner of 350s, we're laughing we're not at sorry. you. sorry. We're laughing at you. Don't we're not laughing that. with you. God. So the main car I wanted to pull up. Um, I chose the rookie racing Corolla that they raced in the 24 hour race. Um, I have a little picture here. You can't see that. I'm going to put it on the screen. But what I like about it is even the CEO of Toyota, Akio Toyota, mm-hmm. he's like, you know what? We're not jumping on this train of just all electric vehicles. We're, it's better efficiency if we do uh, hybrids, gas combustion, and electric power. A lot more efficient. And hydrogen. Just to prove that the small little country of Japan can provide smog-free vehicles that could help the world. And I, I really do appreciate that. And when he did this, he put it in a motorsport aspect. He, was, he wasn't like, we're not doing a trial with it. Motorsport. Let's put it in there. Put it in a race. See how it does. Yep. And it finished last. Wait, what? Speaking of Toyota, they also, yeah. had, the, they also had the Mirai. Their like, yes. hydrogen sedan. Yes. Which is like 90. Yeah. So, no. like, a little off-topic oh, about... Starts at 49000 A little really? off-topic. We came a long way. Time out, real quick. I, I just want to finish this off. Just want to finish this off. Starts at 49000 and after you get some of those hydrogen incentives, it actually goes down to about 20-ish thousand. Oh, we didn't talk about that with EVs, all the green uh, the green tax incentives. Well, it, hydrogen and EVs both have them, yes. Yeah, yeah, but the tax incentives for that is crazy. Think, yeah. Especially if you're section 179 you have a business. Dude, mm-hmm. the write-offs on that would be oh, insane. Yeah. Same thing with hydrogen. Like an R1T, write-offs all day, dude. Hydrogen, four-year for your fuel, like uh, it. yeah, it's uh, no three years. Three years. Yeah, three, three years. years. Just fuel covered. Yeah, fuel covered up to like fifteen grand. Whoa. But yeah, three years to do it. Anyway, <laughs> sorry to interrupt you. A little off topic about Japan, but we were talking about earlier about the infrastructure for EVs and other plug-in hybrids or whatever hydrogen included. Japan is one of the is literally the leading nation in the world for high speed rail transport. Mm-hmm. And I was watching a YouTube video by the Infographic Show about why the U.S. is probably fifty years behind in high speed rail transport. Mm-hmm. It's because we don't have the infrastructure to support it. It's the same thing with the EVs and the hydrogen powered cars. We don't have the infrastructure to support it. Japan would adapt extremely fast, especially to the hydrogen and EV output. We would have homeless men camping on the tracks and just get blasted at 200 miles an hour. But we would still have the Polar Express every holiday. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Pulling a sick-ass drift over the ice. (laughs) Yes. Also, we can't talk about hydrogen without the... The cons of, you know, combustion. You know, it going More of an bang. exploding. Hey, hey, yeah. we're forgetting about the Pinto guys. So can we really point that many fingers? <laughs> yeah. We talked about EV fires, so every car has their own deathly yeah, but I mean, downsides. The thing about, the thing about <laughs> that hydrogen, was a design flaw. The thing about hydrogen is it's it's not as dense as gas or diesel fuel. So because it's not as dense, it requires more to run a vehicle. So you have to like fuel the car with more hydrogen so it becomes extremely even more than an ICE engine more than EV battery extremely high compression but yes from everything I've read though they're extremely safe still I think I think I think it's one of those 
things where we look at nuclear reactors. And everyone thinks nuclear reactors are super unsafe because they potentially they, they p- could potentially go wrong, but they very very rarely do. With a nuclear reactor, they literally just hear the word nuclear. Yeah, yeah. I think hydrogen kind of loses their mind. But the, you have the danger of like look at the power of hydrogen and nuclear reactors when they do go wrong. It can shut down a city for and decades. I don't, I don't think it could be. Glo- I don't think it could be glossed over. I think hydrogen maybe. I don't think it's going to shut down anything for decades. But no. But but there's the risk associated. I no, think with not, the proper R and D, it doesn't become as big of an issue. But it it's just like a gas station exploding. Yeah. How often do you hear a gas station like truly just like, oh my god, the BP down the road just blew up. I think the technology's different. We lost Uncle Terry. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the technology's different. So. We have the BP sign. But the safety standard yard. is there too, which makes you think when you put a hydrogen, when you have a hydrogen tank to refuel off of. Mm-hmm. And the reason this Toyota, the rookie racing Toyota had to refuel so much is because of the size of the tank. Obviously they're a motorsport. A lot of things can go wrong in motorsport. Collisions are way easier to happen when you're racing on the track, right? 100%. So carbon fiber tank, it's a small tank. This car had to refuel 35 times, just to put it in perspective. 35 times. Did, did they give a range hours. on it? 12 hour race? Did they give a range on it? Probably if 35 times at a 12 hour race around mm-hmm. one track, like Fuji probably. Uh, if it's a 12 hour Suzuka or Fuji, I don't know. Yeah, I think it was Suzuka. Yeah, so that car kit probably gets like seven miles to the gallon or something like that. But it all depends on how it's being used. Yeah. Correct. But doesn't yeah. the Rai get crazy good fuel economy? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> That's when it's used it's properly. 300 to 400 mile range. Yeah, I have 400 plus. Yes. Yeah. So I do want to bring up something that I was actually doing research on. Scary enough. <laughs> so there is a concept hypercar that they do apparently have plans to the put Remock in. One? The Remach hmm? one? The Remach one? Oh. It's called a Apercal, Apercal, however you want to pronounce it, XP1. Has a thousand miles of range and a thousand horsepower. Zero to 60, 2.2 seconds. Is it on the road? No, it's a concept. I said I mentioned that. Okay. That being said, it's not the, no. Okay. Um, the technology is there. I agree. So, what we're getting at here is just not there in a realistic term for anybody to buy it. But they did say they were planning on making it. It also had a top speed of 221 miles an hour, which it's, is not bad for high They're going to make 30, they're going to be 2 mil, and they're going to sell out on the launch. <laughs> but the point is, is that the technology exists. It has, yeah, yeah, it has it, nothing to do with a consumer anything. I'm just making the point that the technology exists, that it's capable to go fast and have good range. I'm curious with the... Because I agree with the technology in place with EVs, with hydrogen, and with hybrid, how long will it take all of them to develop? Because it seems like they're being developed simultaneously, like Toyota's doing all three. Mm. I guess four if you're counting ICE. Um, If the support is going to be there from the consumer to allow for that, because they can't just keep dishing out money out of their own pockets. So you have to be able to sell it. And it's just like the Mirai. The Mirai has terrible sales numbers. And so... Yes, it can develop over time. Yes, all these things take time. Just like EVs are 10 years in and they're still have, you know, having their flaws and their issues. So is there enough support for all three to be continuously developed? And I'm not too worried about hybrids because they've been around long enough. And I feel like they've cemented <laughs> their place and with... They've been accepted by the general public. Yeah, they yeah because especially with how many options there are, like almost any large manufacturer has a sedan and SUV and a crossover for a hybrid, mm-hmm. for hybrid options. Mm-hmm. And so there's tons available. Um, I just don't know if the support and the consumer demographic is there for EVs and hydrogen to coexist 
to where they can be successful on a regular basis, even in the next 20 years. I'm going to call it now. I think it comes down to a point, too, and not to get into politics, but politics will have a huge play because they won't whatever has to happen. Always. But But for us in a motorsport aspect, EVs are cool. Formula E. Formula E. It's made a huge presence and it's came a long way. Mm -hmm. And it's it's literally a a race car. Quiet. Very quiet. Yeah. Very Don't have to turn the TV volume up too loud. Inner city racing? Actually, I don't think it's a terrible idea for Formula E. Also, he's a massive fan of NASCAR, so Dude, the, the, the big thing about sound is important. Yeah, to you. no, but, but for some people, he wants to hear that big old American V8, brother. I will, I will advocate that for EVs. Is a lot of people don't like motorsports because they're loud and it shuts. And that's what loudness is the number one factor why mm-hmm. racetracks are down. EVs mm-hmm. fix that. As much as I hate I to admit that, and I like that, hate too. to admit that, because when you look at it in this perspective, motorsport does so much for safety equipment in any car, yep. all throughout the yep. platform. The but then you have it, general public, like, oh, get the loud car out of here. We don't want a racetrack near here. But but bringing let's build that, our house literally half a mile away from this racetrack. Correct. But bringing that EV aspect like into the city shows that you can have clean combustion racing. Mm-hmm. Without any real effects of making anybody super mad, other than having to take a detour to get home, and then still support the general public in a city area, and and also when you're looking at it, whether it's EV, hybrid, hydrogen, at the end of the day, you have to look at who cares more. This massive percent of the population that is, are not car people, they just want an A to B car that fits their needs. Mm-hmm. That percentage is greater than car enthusiasts. And and so that's where I'm wondering if the demographic is there for hydrogen and EV to continue to grow. This is my personal opinion. I think... Me neither. Uh, (laughs) uh, I I think hydrogen is the long game. I think EVs and even hybrids, I think 50 years. I think hydrogen is the long game. I think I think fifty years. I think hydrogen is the long game. I think by the time we are considered old people, mm-hmm. hydrogens are hydrogen cars are going to be like the new thing, the new real thing that's going to properly be. It's going to be what is today hybrids. Could you imagine a hybrid three fifty Z that's straight pipe? Dude, <laughs> wait, wait! How do we forget about this? All the new IMSA cars that are hybrids. Have you heard those things? They sound amazing. They sound like the stars, the Cadillac. Yeah, the Cadillac stars. So we get to see that this weekend of recording the podcast. We really do because we have Daytona this weekend. Yeah. Oh, you said yeah. we like we're going to participate. Yeah. 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 By the time this came out, Johnny, good job on winning, and so did Gino. Gino won. Congratulations. <laughs> good job on y'all's teams. We, y'all did a good job. But also, think about that. We're excited about seeing hybrid cars run. No. Yeah, so yeah, it, so Exactly. So it's not that bad. You're talking about the performance aspect. If you're like, mm-hmm. I want my sound, I want all this. It's like, we're excited for hybrid cars. I think hybrid's going to be the thing in 50 years. I agree with that. I think it's established enough, and it's going to continue to take all the pros from EVs. And all the R&D over the past 100 plus years of ICE engines, and it's going to continue to combine them. And all the companies that have made EVs and made ICE cars, they're going to continue to develop hybrid cars. And I mean, look at the, the presence of hybrid cars and the the span that they go to. You have the holy trinity of the LaFerrari and the 918 P1, and then you have like the Prius. Like, look at that spectrum. Yeah, yeah. And you have tons of things in between. I'm mm-hmm. looking especially at, like, just solely electric, but even a little bit on EV, but mostly solely electric. I look at them the same way I look at low-compression V8s in the 70s and 80s. 
the late 70s and early 80s. Okay. Where there's like, oh yeah, we're still stuck on this V8, but it has, you know, three to one compression. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's actually, I think the Camaro's had seven to one, but either way. So. Uh, I, I look at, especially electric cars, mm-hmm. the same way I look at those things. It right, was just something to tie them over until we made more efficient engines. Right. That, that's, <laughs> but that's the point that we all agreed on earlier is these things are going to take 20 to 30 years to be efficient. Yeah. Mm. Like, like EVs are in the Blackberry flip phone yeah. phase right now. Yeah. So I guess going back to hybrids, because we did this with EVs, the same thing is if it could be, now I'm I'm more curious on this one if it could be your only car, and everything was covered, like purchase price, but not insurance and maintenance. So initial cost, and if it could be your only car, would you own one? And this can be like any hybrid, like, everything from a Prius to a P1. I mean, I would definitely own one, especially for the efficiency, oh, yeah. performance, and the efficiency. Yeah. I, would more, I would more, for example, want the performance aspect of it as anybody would. So what would you own? I'd like to give it a try. Let's try the new E-Ray. Ooh. 2.5 seconds. Boomers are going to lose drive. their socks. Yes. Dude, automatic hybrid Corvette. All-wheel All drive. All-wheel drive. Yeah. Anyway, would you want one? Would you want a hybrid? I would. If it had to be your only car. I would, yes. But at some point, I would get tired of it, likely. Fair enough. Uh, 19. Fair. I would. <laughs> P-car all day. Oh, you, you get the Panamera Hybrid? So, so I thought about the Panamera Hybrid, right? Yeah. There's only one car I would take over that. And it's it's just now leaving. And I know Forrest over there in the corner is going to love this a ton. Is the NSX Type S. Ooh. What an honorable <laughs> mention for a car. I know it's not it's, it's not the NA1 and the NA2, what everyone had back then. And what everyone loves. It doesn't have VTEC, yada, yada, yada. But I think that is way slept on. Because it does everything the i8 tried to do, but better well, and more efficient. Much. <laughs> I know, yeah, yeah, but but they took what BMW tried to do with the i8, and mm-hmm. Honda, you know, took their development, and I feel like they make, I feel like Honda makes a better driving car than BMW. Within the past fifteen years, with, I think it depends on segment. I think it depends on where, what I agree, car, I agree. cars but like the M2 Comp exists, and it's really hard to argue that. Oof, I would rather have an S2000. Oh, but, right, but I don't want to go. I don't want to go. Oh, no, we're on a side change. We're already committed. I like him today. M2, <laughs> you would rather have an S2000 over an M2 Comp. I'm not getting distracted. I'm distracted. I'm, yeah. I'm distracted. <laughs> because like, of maintenance cost. I'm dying on but this hill. But knows how much I hate S2000s. I am, I am peaking that thing over there. I'm peaking it. <laughs> Yep. Also, speaking of that body line, I I really want. I know we're going to talk about this in another podcast, but God, I want a Jared Corolla. <laughs> it's coming. It's okay. coming soon. So let's get let's let's try to focus back on high so, We got really this man. <laughs> everybody everybody likes really specific notes. Okay, I know you really like it. So have you seen his notes? Hydrogen Corolla. Exactly. Sakuba. What do you think it runs? Hydrogen Corolla. Mm-hmm. Oh, they have times at Sakuba. I'm going to go 58.7. No, no. One, wait, sorry. I'm giving it way too much props. Uh, a one minute, two second, point three. Okay. So, a good number. final answer. One or two point three. Okay. One five. Start okay. with a modified GRRs. Okay. We're going to put that here. 58.5. Okay. Hydrogen GR Corolla, 103. Dude, I was points, what, point seven seconds off? You were really close. close. Yeah. That's close. God, I want to Corolla. So you know what all it comes down to, right? Wait. Wait. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that is that's one thing I feel like we skipped over when we were talking about all of this is whether it's hydrogen, 
whether it's EV or hybrid, bro, the weight is killer. Yes. One of one of my favorite runs on the dragon that I ever had with somebody was I just randomly like was driving in from the overlook with this. Uh, I think it, I don't think it was applied. It was like a P one hundred D. There's a model whatever the tinier one is, model three, whatever that one is, or model S, whatever it was. But we did like a full tilt run from the overlook to the store, and allegedly. Allegedly. Oh yeah, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. allegedly. You did full a tilt, full tilted thirty five miles an hour. Yeah, but when we got to the store, I was wanting to stop and talk to him. He said, "Hey man, I have to go cool down my car. My tires overheated, dude. His rotors were beyond. <laughs> it was ridiculous. But like he was not far behind when I hit the state line, yeah. and it was cool. But it made me think like that car did great, but it also weighs 1,400 pounds more than my eight six, mm-hmm. and it's gonna go through tires, brakes, and everything else." Granted, again, they're in the BlackBerry flip phone phase of development right now, especially motorsports. Yeah. You have places like Unplugged Performance, Mountain Mass Performance, and all these different like Tesla aftermarket shops that are developing a lot of parts for these chassis to make them lighter and more efficient. So I think for EVs, we're just now getting into where I think they're going to hit their golden era in five years. Yeah. I, I think I that's... I, I would agree. Yeah. I would put an EV golden era... At 2030, rather than 2027. So an extra three years for Golden okay. Air for that, that, That's fair. I feel like it's good. Well, it had to be at that point because there's yeah. so many government, especially in the UK, like 2025, all odds have to at least, like every manufacturer there has to sell a hybrid. Well, uh, mm-hmm. Some places are already pulling that back or pushing it to 35. Yeah, I was about to say, awesome. say govern, governments like to say, oh, we're going, like, especially California, we're going to be fully electric by 2030. Correct. They're not going to do it. No, no you right. can't, I mean, they can't, they can't back but that. But it it's puts just... more strain on the manufacturers to just make, yeah. like, public decisions like, oh, well, here's our electric car. Yeah, but, yeah, you know. it's, it's like when California it's says something. Yeah, when Hashtag California says life. something like that, like, their infrastructure can barely hold up to the populace they currently have, what makes them think that power grid is going to be able to hold up to that entire populace having EVs or even just plug-in hybrids? Yeah, I mean, take everyone right now that's filling up their car with gas at this exact, like, next five seconds. Give every one of those people an EV and put them at a charging station. Yep. Oh, dude, no, we wouldn't be recording right now. No, we would not. <laughs> yeah. That's a good way to think of that. Yeah, well, that's, that, but very, that, that that's was a, the point I was making earlier. You give everyone that's filling the car up right now even if it's 30 people in a 100-mile radius, which is definitely happening, there are definitely 30 people in a 100-mile radius getting gas. Give everyone those people an EV. God, that's a good way to look at that. That's insane. That's a yeah. ton of people. Mm-hmm. No. Power grid, everything. And also, all 30 of those people, imagine they have Teslas. Yeah. What are they they have door gaps. <laughs> no, but but imagine when they all of their the plastic, plastic on. All of their plastic. That little drivers. Tesla dealership can't manage all that. No. Right. That And, and like... To give a frame of reference for everyone listening, this Tesla dealership is the size of like a Publix. That, that's what I would give. That's bold, bold even. Bold. No, I would say an Aldi's. I have a friend that's a technician there. Oh, okay. Are we talking about the one that's up Aldi's. near West Town? Yeah. The one that was previously, what was that? The Sears. The Sears? Sears, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing. It's like these companies, Lucid Rivian, all these companies that are really coming into their own as EVs, they're either going to need to start making better cars and selling more because you can only sell that zero to 60 for so long. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Hellcats, I'm surprised the Hellcats done it for this long. Mm-hmm. I mean, they knew their market the, and they, the, they the sold it. The thing with the Hellcat is it. like, is, oh, you know, our zero to 60 is, what is it, like a four or something, a three something, no, 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 whatever, whatever it is, 
plug it into the, onto the screen if you have to. The, but the thing that Dodge keeps doing with the Hellcat is they literally just keep up in the horsepower number, and that's the number they sell. And they don't yeah. care. And they that's, do not that's care. That's the best part. They yeah. make whiny, angry noises, and people, forty. Five to fifty. You know, in their midlife man. crisis. Yeah, they're instead just like, of whiny, yeah. spoily noises. I'm, yes, okay, I'm going back to a, a hydrogen <laughs> standpoint. Oh, God. combust hydrogen turbos. You can okay. still have a turbo car with hydrogen power. Okay, yeah. That rookie racing Corolla is turbo. It's literally a G16, but oh, hydrogen okay. based because it's a 1.6 three cylinder. But you have to since there's no oil going through the car. Yeah. You have to lubricate like the injectors. Have to have an external line to lubricate. Turbo has That's to have an external line. If you yeah. look at the engine bay, it's just like it looks like Legos. It's really weird. Oh, I, I feel like it's unfair to compare an EV or a hydrogen with like an ICE car because they've had a hundred more years to develop. Right. So, well, Henry Ford. You say no. that, but hi- <laughs> the hydrogen cars. I think the first hydrogen car was done in the sixties. Yeah, and they killed them. <laughs> yeah, they, that man got murdered. What yeah, that what man was yes. Yes, <laughs> but yeah. I, so, like, an electric cars. Um, Sorry, consistent development. Yes, consistent development is there, but I'm just saying. Yes. I mean, the ability was there as well as getting it well, yeah, to an extent. Had... Well, electric cars maybe not so much just because elect- electricity wasn't quite. I mean, it was, but like, it wasn't as it obviously wasn't as advanced as it is now, especially computer chips and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. Could you imagine a Tesla with Miata brakes on it? They would never stop. They wouldn't stop. <laughs> no, have you seen? Have you seen the clips of? Um, I think it's. Unplugged Performance or Mountain Master whatever the guys are that hang out with the Speed Academy dudes at yeah. the Toronto Motorsports Park, have you seen his brake failure videos? It's mm-hmm. terrifying. He'll do like a he'll he'll do like a, a warm up lap and then a flyer and he's going down the front straight and he'll hit his brakes at like one twenty. Just complete ABS failure. Well, oh my god. Oh yeah, and he like spins and goes off like three laps in a row. One of the guys that tracks with Jay Zilla, so he tracks with Tesla. Mm-hmm. And he has like the biggest stop tech brakes you could put with those wheels. I mean it's crammed in those wheels. Yeah. But I say, it, even then, he's like, yeah, I can still get brake fade sometimes. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But, it's, it's weight. It's all yeah. 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 I, I just front and rear, he has that too. It's not just the fronts. I, th- I think at the end of the day, I will make the statement, hydrogen's going to continue to develop on the side. I think hydrogen's going to take the place of EV. EV's going to fall to the side for hybrids. So in 40 years, you're going to have hydrogen cars. That are going to be more like how the Prius is now. Like you're going to have them for a very niche group of people, and then most cars are going to be hybrid. I think that's where we're going. You're going to take the technological advancements from EV, realize that you don't have the infrastructure. Everything's going to go plug-in hybrid, and granted, the cost of plugs are you know their own mess to deal with. But when I had that Corolla hybrid, dude, if the battery died, switched over to the gas engine. It was that easy. So I feel like in 20, 30 years, you're going to have everything's going to be hybrid. ICE cars are going to be like horses. You're still going to have people that have them, but it's going to be a very small demographic, and they're going to go to track days and other stuff. They're still going to be out and about, but you're going to have hybrid as the mainstream. ICE is a very, very small group of enthusiasts, and then hydrogen is going to be what EV is now. I do want to make some honorable mentions, because I feel like we're really glossing over hydrogen to an extent, because I feel like all we did was talk about EVs this whole entire time. And hybrids. And hybrids. But I do want to say a few things. So. Okay. Hydrogen, I think, has very high potential to be the future. The biggest downside, even worse than EVs, is the infrastructure. Right now, there is only 53 hydrogen stations in the U.S. 
and pretty much all of them are in California. California. <laughs> yeah, imagine road tripping. But that's but you mentioned that, but you mentioned that's the sales are shit. That's why. Yeah. The sales are in the tank because there's no stations. And so yeah. you, you can't sell a car, you can't This all use. circles back to ROI. Yes, but what I'm getting at here is I think there's potential to. I don't want to sit here and beat the dead horse on ROI or anything, because we've beat that dead horse. But a lot. A lot. Uh, but I think there is potential there. I really, really do. Okay. And Toyota does too, obviously. So not only are they doing the motorsports thing, they've actually t- um, teamed up with Kawasaki to build a motorcycle that's hydrogen. And they Ooh, did. Cool. So, oh, by the way, I'm not anti-hydrogen. No, no, no. You're, you're talking right at me like I'm anti-hydrogen. Well, no. Anyway, so, I mean, it's built on the, it's built out of an H2 engine on the 1000cc chassis. Like, it's going to be pretty cool. Oh, my God. Um, they're you... actually, but also mentioned, they are building an electric bike as well. How do they... Out of the 400 platform. How does Toyota, like, what happens if you buy, like, a Mirai in Tennessee? Like, what happens? Yeah, what, like, what do you do? Like, like what, what, if you do? <laughs> what if you go into a Toyota and say, I want a Mirai? You open up the glove box, good luck. You get, <laughs> There's you get, a note on there. <laughs> you, you get 76 miles to the gallon in the city for, like, a few days. <laughs> yeah, and then you have to travel 200 miles. <laughs> you gotta fly to... your car to, to California. Yeah, that's... Side but... note, I do think it's hilarious that New Call of Duty has Hummer EVs on it. I mean, Sorry, marketing schemes, it. man. Yes, marketing schemes. Yeah, I just think it's yeah, hilarious. Yeah. Also, props to that thing for existing. Yeah. <laughs> I just think that's crazy. Crab walking it its way around. Yeah. Yeah. Crab walking. I remember seeing uh, those, the Hummer EVs, and the lyrics up at the Dragon on like some random yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And dude, those things are menacing. They also barely fit in a lane. Yeah, they're not, not the lyrics, but the Hummer EVs. Dude, they're Just like the old Hummers. Just like the old Hummers. Just like an H1. Yeah. He didn't have to steer the rear just did everything for him. Dude, it's crazy. But yeah, I think. I yeah. think hybrids are the the more immediate future. I, I'm not going to speak on long term or short term, but I think hybrids are. The and for some reason, it's really really hard to find prices of hydrogen right now. Like 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 you could you can just Google, hey, how much is gas is at this gas station? Yeah, hydrogen is not that way. At least not that I found. No. Now, granted, I didn't spend in thirty. Min- I didn't like spend more than about. thirty minutes yeah. looking for it. But the, what I found was the latest was September of 2022. Hydrogen was eight dollars and fifty cents a kilogram. What does that convert to? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Someone do math. Some, some, you can do your own math. Let's we'll plug it in there. <laughs> anyway, but but yeah. So, which from my understanding was actually pretty expensive because that's not far off from a gallon. Okay, so and, and again, it comes down it's, it's, to it was comparable to a gallon, is what right? I mean. And I think EVs and hydrogen boats come down to just they're they're newer, and so it's going to be expensive. It's the infrastructure is what it comes down. It's to. It's just like level. every bit of technology ever, TV, cell phones, whatever you want to call it. It takes time. Give it twenty years. If it has, if it has the backing, if the demographics there and supports it, that that's going to be the biggest thing, especially especially for hydrogen and EVs. And we've kind of seen it with EVs. If the demographic supports it, the infrastructure will be there. Mm-hmm. And I think I think the public's starting to kind of warm up to the hydrogen. Obviously, you're going to have the people, the scare tactics of hydrogen's going to explode, yeah. just like nuclear reactors are bad for the bad because they can explode. But I think I think there's high potential, and obviously, a lot of these companies do too. Volkswagen, who four years ago or whatever it was, however long ago made a public statement that they will never pursue hydrogen because it's so inefficient. Yep. Volkswagen is in development of a hydrogen car that they claim 
can do has a twelve hundred mile range. Also, the dude that made that statement has since been uh, has since resigned. Been, yes. Well, yeah. yeah. Also, the new guy. Speaking of EVs, whoever owns an ID four, if you're even thinking about buying one, I want to hear your opinions on why the hell that makes sense to you. I <laughs> got voted like worst car of the year last yeah. year. Same thing before. with people who buy ID four. It's like an Atlas. <laughs> Oh, okay. Or like a take one. Okay, got But it. like, if you're parked on a hill, and like, the car is tilted like, down to your right. Oh, it won't start, right? Is no, it... you can't get out! <laughs> the door won't open! Because it senses that like, it's up against something or something like that, but there's a big old spiel why it's the worst car. They also have, um, I think they don't have free window switches or something. Like, the like the lack of haptics is awful. It's just like, this is it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here's what you get. I, I paid this. I paid this amount of money, for, and I get this. Yeah, it's like it's a, like every 80, time I see him, it's yeah. like any like late '80s Chevrolet product. Like here's yeah. just a car. If it has problems, deal with it. We put, <laughs> we put a 305 in your Camaro. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I think there's a lot of potential, and obviously a lot of these companies do too. Which I think that says something. If if there was a potential, why would they be in, investing so much money into it? People invest some money into the solar-powered cars. I like the... Uh, I, those I bet it's good in theory, the but poten- so is hydrogen. The potential right. that Akio Toyota sees, especially when it comes to his economy standpoint, is with everything just being pushed away, like there was hydrogen, pushed it away, all pursue electric vehicles. He said a million jobs would be lost in Japan because of that. Yeah. What, if they denied hydrogen? If, if they, they didn't pursue if, production if, of it? If they denied hydrogen and just went straight... Denied hydrogen. Because then you lose your combustion engineers, your combustion mechanics. So you said a million jobs, right? A million jobs. So that's a company that has has the infrastructure to to pursue hydrogen. Mm -hmm. I think there's only a very small handful of companies, and I'll I'll end my hydrogen talk with this. It's up to them to mess it up or make it right. Mm -hmm. Right. And if those three or four companies mess it up, then it'll fail 100%. I mean, yeah, but I mean, same thing with EVs and hybrids five years ago, or even now. I mean, right. EVs, if they, I mean, they have only a handful of companies. If they fail, they're going to go away. Right, mm-hmm. but they didn't, and now it's been picked up by okay. nine-plus companies, and you have independent companies. That's the big thing. I think when something becomes successful, you have independent companies that are solely based off that. That's why I think EVs are currently successful, mm-hmm. even though they're struggling with infrastructure. I think the fact that Lucid, Rivian, and these other companies exist, they are independently EV. I think when we have independently hydrogen companies that are consistently successful, then I'll see hydrogen being the feature in Temple's But that's why I think I think hydrogen is going to be the feature just long game. I don't think it's going to be... I, I think it'll be, you know, when we're considered old. <laughs> well, I'll put a $100 bet in 10 years. Hydrogen won't be... There will be less than 10 companies making hydrogen cars. Five years. How about this? How about this? $100 bet. Do you think hydrogen is going to grow or shrink in the next five years? Or five to 10 years? Grow in the next five, shrink in the next ten. It's gonna go. All right, we'll say we'll say ten. I think it'll grow in the next ten. Hundred dollar bet. Ten years, someone fact check this. Jeez. <laughs> in ten years. Yeah, I think they'll be gone in ten years. I like the uh, I, I, in terms of not like not existing, but you know what I mean. I think Major it'll growth. I think it'll grow drastically in the next ten years. Let us know what you think. It would be cool if you could go out and just kind of wrap up the podcast too to get near the end. If you could go out. And then still have the efficiency as propane, but with and propane accessories. Have your own hydrogen tanks. Yes, please. Beat me to <laughs> hydrogen what? tanks. What? Go to your go to your store. Be able to pick up, get a refuel. 
Um, the same thing as just gas appliances that are in your home. There's a need for gas appliances still today. 85 too. And you, yeah. Yep. There's also the, the, the corn fed stuff too. I mean, it's all alternate fuel. Thanks, Cody. Mm-hmm. Hey. <laughs> yeah. I mean. um, and one more thing to cover on my hydrogen spill is the Hyundai Envision 74 concept, which I'm sure plenty of you have seen. It it's looks so like a crazy-looking Volkswagen Sirocco. Yeah, or like a squished uh, old S4 Quattro. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yes. So, a little spec on this. Hydrogen-powered, 671 horsepower, 664 pound-feet of torque. How many of them exist on the road? <laughs> None on the road. It's a concept. <laughs> but this is why I don't like hydrogen. It's great in theory. Driving well, range so of three hundred and seventy-three miles with a top speed of one hundred and fifty yeah, miles per hour. Sorry to overgloss. They exist though. They're on the road but, consistently. But they weren't just a few years ago. You have to look long game. That's what I'm getting at. You, the, if I'll, I could have said the same thing to you, I'm oh, they're good, good in theory. Back. We're gonna let them fight. <laughs> no, no, yeah. they, like, they were good in theory five or ten years ago, weren't they? Yeah. But now they are good. Now they're good because they are good. Hydrogen is good in theory now, and it can be good later. Is what I'm getting at. Yeah, but we can't predict. That's what I'm saying. Well, you we couldn't predict can, EVs either. Hydrogen was a yeah, little no, That's what I'm you saying. You have to gamble. Yeah, and no, I don't think hydrogen is worth the gamble. That's just that's, my opinion. And that is a yeah. that is a fair opinion. Yeah, I think I think hydrogen cars are gonna have the same, not the same, minorly oh, better right. presence than, like, solar power or water I expected Austin to be like, and that is your opinion, albeit a wrong opinion, so I'd like to <laughs> ignore it. No, look, at the end of the day, I'm just proud of him for thinking for himself, and not me telling him his opinion. No, I'm, just <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, but no, so on a serious note, um, I really do think, I think that you have a fair reason to think that. Because hydrogens have not proved themselves. Let's be honest. And so there is a good reason to have doubts. And just like I mentioned earlier, hydrogens have their doubts. High cost of fuel, lack of infrastructure. development. And development. Exactly. But how do you get that? You get that by putting time, money, and just research into it constantly. Just like people did with EVs. Just like aerodynamics when it came to gasoline cars. Over time, the... Solution really came to just stop building a brick and build something a little slender. <laughs> stop building the first a time freaking Jeep. Stop building Fairmont wagons, yeah, even though the they're first, cool. The first time you know, people started putting wedge shapes on cars, everyone thought that was stupid. And they, they're like, oh, that just, looks, that just looks dumb and you're going to lose the race. And sure enough, it started actually winning. Same thing with a spoiler. First so time think- someone put a spoiler on their car, they're like, oh, that's just dumb and it's just... And then they put the code shaped on the front and the spoiler on the back. And you're like, yeah. I think we can all agree on this. What you see in high-end motorsport always trickles down to the general public. Yes. So when we see it in general motorsport on a consistent basis... Well, You'll see it in the long, public. How long Over, has oh, oh, Probably in the next five to ten years. How long has 10%. F1 been hybrid? How long has F1 been hybrid? Yeah. How long? They, they've been I hybrid for probably like five plus, five plus years. At, yeah. Probably yeah. at least five or six see, years. Down into the hybrid. So I think I'll, I'll curve my opinion on hy- on hydrogen. Whenever. He's turning a leaf. He's on leaf. No. <laughs> no. Not even. No. I, I will curve my opinion to agree with you when I see it in a consistent basis in motorsports, because that's always where the first amount of technology goes, because they can afford the mistake of R&D. 
He's he's peeking onto the next page a little bit of that leaf, just kind of picking it up like. Just a I'm, glad so I'm excited for my hundred dollars in ten years. <laughs> I really am. <laughs> I'll eat a hundred dollars if I see it in motorsports in the next five. I'll eat a hundred dollars. Okay. See it consistently in motorsports. That means all the same vehicles running it. So it's ten plus vehicles running hydrogen for a whole year. So I'll eat a hundred dollars. All right. So we need to get a hold of Jake right now. James. <laughs> James. Focus up. <laughs> <laughs> Professional organization, 10 plus cars all year. Put that in real. MCL, I'll eat $100. MCLR hydrogen. Here we go. <laughs> yep. I'll eat 100 bucks. NASCAR still be running V8. <laughs> I'm just surprised I went away from five lugs finally. <laughs> yeah, me too, honestly. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing right before we close out. Right before we close out is after everything that came from a technology standpoint of it. And really, you know, you're looking at the environment standpoint of it too, what it's doing to the environment. But also, like, okay, let's look at all these cars that were built in the 90s and early 2000s that are just everywhere in junkyards. What is electric vehicles going to look like in the future? Is it going to be something that, you know, you go out and like, hey, you can't go in this junkyard. Right. This could be a hazard. Like a severe hazard yeah. compared to just getting cut or falling off a you know, car. They'll probably have to remove that stuff before they put it in junkyard. Yes. That's, that's the only thing. Yeah. 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 And what happens if one catches on fire? In a junkyard. Oh, oh, the, 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 the cruise ship. The, the, the cruise ship. The thing that had all the Porsches oh, on yeah. it and the Lambos. Oh, yes. That thing that the Felicity Ace that caught on fire in the middle of the ocean. And Matt yes. lost his Porsche and all these other people lost their Porsches. Because the freaking uh, container, cargo container ship. Do you know it why it caught on fire? Because an ID4 blew up. Yep. And that concludes the podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but because of a lithium battery fire... There's a ship in the middle of the ocean that is completely sunk with millions of dollars of cars on it. Hundreds. Of a stupid EV. Hundreds of millions of do- do- dollars. Dollars. Easily hundreds of millions of dollars just sitting, chilling at the bottom of the ocean. And the, the last time, I think it was the Performante or the Aventador, was on that ship and Lamborghini had to restart production because the last of what they had promised their customers were on that ship and it's now the bottom of the ocean. And they had to restart production. (laughs) So you want to talk about EVs and battery fires and all that? What's the insurance policy looking at? They couldn't. They couldn't insure it. That's the problem. Porsche couldn't pay it. Lamborghini couldn't pay it. They couldn't insure that amount. They had to restart production for every single one. I'm just saying, like, what about the the ship that was carrying it? Could they do anything with it? No. No. No, Oh, so it just... Sorry. I I feel like that's a perfect way to end the podcast. I like that. There's a cargo ship in the middle of the ocean because of a stupid EV lithium Just like throwing a battery in the ocean. Think about all the happy eels. Think about all the happy eels. Now that there's a ton of batteries in the ocean. (laughs) (laughs) All your... AutoZone didn't get your batteries. All the happy eels. Welcome to the next movie trailer for Titanic 2. (laughs) (laughs) Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. That's going to conclude our podcast. Uh, what do you guys think about hybrids? What do you think about EVs? What do you think about hydrogen power? Do you think it's going to be something we can see in the future? Something that's just going to be a complete waste of time? We should just hit Alaska <laughs> and just go straight for the oil reserves. Let's do it. But, guys, thank you so much for watching. Thank for thank you for tuning in on Spotify. And, as always, keep hitting the past. We'll see you next time. His name is Wade, too. <laughs> <laughs>